0: Greg Kelly, the latest breaking news and opinions, entertaining and informative.
1: There's that cute little music we got, huh? What's going on over there? We press the button, and there's that music. Which maybe we want to. Maybe that's our sign to change the music. All right. Uh, hi. Did you watch? Did you follow my live tweets? Uh, kind of went viral several times at Greg Kelly USA. I was watching that silly speech. it was sad it was angering and also it was laugh out loud funny uh but mostly sad mostly pathetic Joe Biden uh not a leader pretending you know he raises his voice he thinks that's what leadership is all about no there's a there's a lot more to it than you getting angry Joe um he said things it sounded like a speech he gave three years ago in Iowa or the same state where he was beaten by like 17 people he came in 17th place in Iowa um They stuck on the stuff about Ukraine at the top. And again, nothing new, just a bunch of bumper sticker, just kind of trying to pump up the crowd, you know, sound good, reflected glory of that Zelensky guy. Cut six, please.
2: Six days ago, Russia's Vladimir Putin sought to shake the very foundations of the free world, thinking he could make it bend to his menacing ways. But he badly miscalculated. He thought he could roll into Ukraine and the world would roll over. Instead, he met with a wall of strength he never anticipated or imagined. He met the Ukrainian people.
1: Wow. You know, I, I used to say that he invaded Ukraine. But uh, Joe says uh, he uh, struck at the very foundation of the free world. That's what you pay speechwriters for, right? Not an invasion. It was a strike against the very foundation of the free world. just stuff that we already knew, not uh, not anything interesting. Uh, You know, he did say explicitly, we're not sending troops. We're not sending our own troops, troops, our troops. American troops will not fight against Russians in Ukraine, which uh, is probably a good idea. We don't want to get into a shooting war with Russia over Ukraine. We don't. Um, But. In diplomacy, I think you're not supposed to put all your cards on the deck on the right. Right. You're not supposed to put them all out there. You're supposed to hold that back. You maybe we will. Maybe we won't. If you make me any angrier, maybe I will back off, Vladimir Putin. People were saying a lot of a lot of Beltway people, actually. Why didn't Joe Biden point at the camera and say, Vladimir Putin, I am speaking to you right now. Get out of Ukraine, stop harming the people, save yourself, save your country, stop this madness right now. Boy, I could do it. I could do it. I could especially do it. You know why? Because I'm not compromised. I mean, well, I I take that back. (laughs) But at least I have not uh, found my – I'm not in trouble with the Russians. All right? They don't have any uh, dirt on me. I've never gone into business with uh, the mayor of Moscow's wife, and she never gave me three and a half million dollars as she gave to Hunter Biden. It's actually it actually happened. We have documentation. There is a wire transfer. Hunter Biden, as Rudy Giuliani determined, uncovered, investigated the bag man for the Biden crime family. He took three and a half million people, three and a half million dollars from important people in Russia. He took $3.9 million from Burisma in Ukraine. Joe Biden is compromised. And the moment he starts pointing his finger at Putin, you know what Putin's going to do? He's going to point right back. Joe, I thought that we talked about this. We gave you plenty of compensation, everything you asked for, yet you give us hard time. That's what he's afraid of because Putin could pull that card. And he already has, actually. You'll say, you'll say we uh, commit uh, crimes against humanity. You have your January 6th people in prison, some who have done nothing at all. And I noticed you killed a woman who was unarmed right in front of all of us. Who are you to speak to us? You know what? Actually, Vladimir, as much as I don't like him, he's an evil guy. If he were to say it like that, he would have had a point. We have lost the moral high ground. Thanks a lot, Joe. Thanks a lot. He wanted to unify the country, so he put out a bunch of pablum about "we'll fix the we'll fix the opioid crisis." Well, everybody wants to fix the opioid crisis, and Joe just throws it in there as, uh, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna increase funding for treatment." Great, 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 great. You really want to unify this country? Well, it probably would cause you problems with your base, but it would make me happy. Forgive the January Sixers. Let him go. Enough is enough. No, he's not going to do that, is he? All right, let me just get through this. Uh, What else did he say? Oh, he made a bunch of silly mistakes. Bunch of silly mistakes. What about this one? Cut 13. Putin may circle
2: Kiev with tanks, but he'll never gain the hearts and souls of the Iranian people.
1: The Iranian people. All right. He also said that we are not going to fight Ukraine. I'm like, okay, phew, I was wondering about that. Uh, Let's see here. Oh, the highlight of the night. And uh, she is a hero in my book. Lauren Boebert. She called out Joe. Had to be done. You know, I was sitting there and Democrats were hooting and hollering at everything. All this laundry list of uh, we're going to give you this for nothing and we're going to raise taxes on the rich and we're going to give you this and we're going to give you that and everything's going to be free. And everyone's yelling and screaming and hollering, and it's great, it's great, it's great. I'm like, when the hell are the – I tweeted this. When are the Republicans going to stand up and start booing and start calling out the lies? Remember that Joe Wilson guy from South Carolina? You lie! He said it to Obama. Now, I remember at the time thinking, well, that's not very nice. But you know what? Times have changed. And – I want our Congress to be a bit more like British Parliament, you know, with the hooting and hollering and the yelling and the screaming and the challenging right there, right to the guy's face. Because Joe Biden is so protected, so cut off from everybody. This is the only chance you get to do these kinds of things. Listen to this. Hey, he did not talk about Afghanistan, our horrible loss. He did not talk about the crime wave that we're all going through. How can you leave that out? Hmm. How can that not be addressed? But at the same time, he tried to hide behind soldiers, and he did it in the most cynical way. Cut 12.
2: I've been in and out of Iraq and Afghanistan over 40 times. These burn pits that incinerate waste, the waste of war, medical and hazards material, jet fuel, and so much more. And they come home, many of the world's fittest and best trained warriors in the world, never the same. Headaches, numbness, dizziness, a cancer that would put them in a flag draped coffin. I know. Thirteen. One of those. Yeah. One of those soldiers was my son, Major Bo Biden.
1: Yeah, that was Lauren Boebert. Thirteen of them. Thirteen of them. The thirteen Americans who were needlessly slaughtered during our Botched withdrawal. Our surrender in Afghanistan. Good for her. Good for her. And by the way, now she's going to talk about Bo Biden and imply he's going to talk about Bo Biden. Do we have that part where he talks about Bo next? Do we have that? Go ahead if you could. Uh, he talks about Bo. The implication is that Bo is somehow. And now, yeah, okay. A rise of political that we must confront. What are you guys doing? Stop play- Stop playing with the buttons. It's okay. It's okay. You have the part where he's talking about Bo Biden. All right, now let's talk about Bo for a second. Bo is a great guy. He's dead. Um, He was the attorney general of Delaware. He volunteered for the National Guard. Good for him. He was a lawyer, and there is a way you can get into the National Guard as a lawyer that won't inconvenience you terribly. Um, But he did that. As a lawyer, and lawyers are on a different track when it comes to the military you don't you don't go to hardcore boot camp for the most part, there are exceptions, like in the marine Corps um Bo did his thing and came back and he died of brain cancer at some point very sad but Joe talks about him too much he does remember John Kelly John Kelly was a chief of staff too uh, Donald Trump, the first one, didn't work out too well. They didn't get along. John Kelly lost his son. Uh, I believe it was in Afghanistan. I'm not sure. Combat casualty died. And um, General Kelly never speaks of him in public. And it's not advisable that you go mentioning it to him. But Joe Joe talks about grief a little bit too much, quite frankly, in my opinion. During the campaign, it was like he was running for funeral director. Remember that? But then we see he's not even good at that. When the coffins came off the plane, he was checking his watch. Anyway, he's getting at something that I think is really coming close to stolen valor. Let me hear what he said. I know. One of those...
2: One of those soldiers was my son, Major Bo Biden. I don't know for sure if the burn pit that he lived near, that his hooch was near in Iraq and earlier than that in Kosovo, is the cause of his brain cancer, the disease of so many other troops. But I am committed to find out everything
1: we can. I don't know for sure, but the implication is that Bo was somehow a battlefield casualty. He's done this before. He actually said in public, and I'll play it tonight on the Newsmax show. Now, Bo tragically died in a hospital, I believe, in Delaware a few years ago. And now this is a new one. I did not hear that he tried to – he hasn't done this before, but what he has done, he has said that Bo died in Iraq. Politicians do this all the time. They take take something and then they exaggerate it. Uh, Joe does even worse. A lot of times he just flat out lies and makes up stuff. But he lost his son. Now he's trying to make it better somehow, make it more compelling, the story. Everyone is losing their mind uh, about what Lauren Boebert did. May I say again, I think it was great. Someone's got to call this person out, this president, with his lies and his nonsense. and our defeat in Afghanistan. He wasn't going to talk about it. We lost a war. Six months ago, on his watch, he made it happen. We're coming out right now. He overruled the military. He made it happen. It was rushed. It was botched. It was unprofessional. And we lost 13. And I want to hear that again, the Lauren Boebert moment, because he is making it. One more time, if you don't mind. Cut 12. I've been in and
2: out of Iraq and Afghanistan over 40 times. Stop it right there. He's burnt. Stop.
1: By the way, that 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 offends me, that offends me. You've been in and out of Iraq 40 times. Here's why it offends me, because I've seen this before. I had my ass in the grass in Iraq for about a year. If you add it all up a year, I went three times for extended periods of time. And I was surrounded by other reporters, anchors who said, I've been to Iraq 23 times. Yeah, you stayed two hours and you left. You go with some dignitary. You go with President Bush. Remember when he went to Thanksgiving? I'm, I'm surprised the guy got off the plane. He was there for 45 minutes and then he left. Same goes for Joe Biden. He leaves. Oh, and by the way, then he says he lies again. We got shot at in Iraq. He's, he's, he's got, He got caught got caught. Saying that as well. Anyway, that's always bothered me. If you added it all up, those forty trips, and by the way, it's probably twenty, it probably amounts to uh I don't know, eighteen hours on the ground, something like that. What else? Keep going.
2: These burn pits that incinerate waste, the waste of war, medical and hazards material, jet fuel, and so much more. And they come home. Many of the world's fittest and best trained warriors in the world. Never the same. Headaches, numbness, dizziness—a cancer that would put them in a flag-draped coffin. I know. 13. One of those, one of those soldiers was my son, Major Bo Biden.
1: Enough about Bo. Enough. That's your family's tragedy. Um, let's talk about the thirteen. Let's talk about those thirteen that we lost. Hey, I want to talk about, actually, those who were wounded. The Pentagon won't let those families talk. Lauren Boebert, you are amazing. Absolutely amazing. We need more of that. 13 of them. Joe Biden, again, exploited the death of Bo, falsely implying that he was a battlefield casualty. She reminded us of the hideous withdrawal from Afghanistan and the thirteen Americans who died needlessly. I will be right back. Uh, he's off to a helicopter. I think he's going to Wisconsin, and uh, he comes through the little phalanx of reporters on his way to the helicopter, and they ask him about abortion. You know, last night he was uh, all about a woman's right to uh, abortion. He mentioned that, as all Democrats do. And uh, there he is with his um, with his uh, the ashes of the cross, sign of the cross on his forehead. So a reporter asked him, hey, what's up? You're a Christian, right? You're a Catholic. What's going on with abortion? Go ahead. Play that. No, let me give you the number. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I didn't. Yikes. C block, A block. B. It was just a moment ago. Uh, here we go. Cut 53. Thank you. And last night, you
3: said I didn't support keep... Roe being Wade as a Catholic. And I didn't support abortion as a Catholic. Well, so i church teaching. Well, i tell you
2: what. I don't want to get in a debate with you on theology, but, you know, well, anyway, I, I'm not going I'm not, I'm not to make a judgment
4: for other people.
1: He's not going to make a judgment for other people. Personally, I'm opposed to murder, but you might not be, uh, you may not have that opinion, and I'm not going to force my opinion on you, right? Right, of course, that's, you want to discuss that? I don't want to have a debate on theology, and guess who came to the rescue? Jill! Jill! <laughs> Got him out of there real quick. Literally, she comes over and and escorts him away. Uh I don't see if there's anything else about that pathetic outing last night. Oh, real quick, Zelensky, I am impressed. We all are. But there's one thing he needs to do a little bit differently. First, let's hear him. Zelensky with two Y's, cut twenty six
5: as far as a no-fly zone
1: is concerned it would have helped a lot this is
5: not about dragging nato countries into war the truth is everyone has long since been dragged into war and definitely not by ukraine but by russia
1: great uh it's true no-fly zone would have been great certainly with american aircraft but uh, i understand the reluctance oh here's what i wanted to say about Zelensky. he's walking around he's not shaved I know he's got the weight of the world on his shoulders, but you gotta, you gotta take care of yourself. The guy in charge has got to look like he's in charge. Yesterday, he looked like, you know, he looked like a man on the run, which I guess he is. But you also want to look calm, cool, and collected to the extent that you can. And we learned this in the Marine Corps. You know, it's very easy when you're in combat if you to get dirty, to let your to not shave to uh, just kind of let yourself go a little bit, and then you start to look like a bit of an animal. And, oh, by the way, we found out that when you look like an animal, you might even start acting like an animal. And we can't have that. Professional militaries can't have that. So professional militaries, and you can do this. You can, you can, Believe it or not, you can shave in combat. And contrary to popular belief, combat usually isn't like... Five days straight of intense combat from beginning to end. I mean, it has happened. But a lot of times it's like 17 minutes of pure terror and two days of waiting around. So there's time to shave. That's my point. And I think he'd look a lot better. Uh, let me know what you think. Bill is in Delaware. Yes. Yeah. How are
3: you, Greg? Greg, you know, I listened to the comments today on the speech last night. Mm. And everybody's questioning. They meant by go get him. Right. At the end, he said, uh,
1: God bless our troops. And then he said, go get him. Right.
3: Right. And that go get him, I think, was either on the the teleprompter or in his earpiece, meaning his handlers should go get him.
1: Uh, I think it was more a uh, go get him. Let's go get him. Let's get the work. Let's get to I mean, it was kind of I mean, I, uh, that's that's how I took it. Uh, look, there are a lot of things to make fun of and mock and uh, scratch your head over uh, regarding last night's speech. For me, that wasn't one of them. You know, I just I saw it. It seemed odd, but not that odd compared to the other weird stuff he said. You know what I mean? Okay. No, yeah, no, I I'll get you. Hey, by the way, you're in Delaware. Yeah, you ever meet Joe Biden? It's a pretty tiny state.
3: No, you can't meet him. You can't get near his house
1: well, back then, you know I mean, wasn't he the man about town walking I around
3: down here that long i came when New York started to really fall apart. you know
1: mm. all right how I do you was lo- in Brooklyn, Brooklyn, and, uh, and you relocated of all the places in the world. you went to Delaware. I didn't know he was he well but forget about biden what 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 brought you to Delaware?
3: It's a nice state you're right near the water. There's not any crying where I am. You know? Yeah. It's like Coney Island in the 40s
1: when you go to the beach.
3: Mm. You have the little broad walk. There's a lot of stuff on it, you know?
1: A lot of stuff on that. problem. I got you. I got you. Thank you, Bill. Enjoy it down there. And there is, by the way, a very beautiful hotel in Wilmington called the DuPont Hotel. And if you ever want to get away for a weekend, uh, this is a good place to go. It's a cheap, it's inexpensive, but it's a beautiful hotel in Wilmington. Uh, And they may have upped the prices because a lot of uh, Secret Service agents and uh, Biden staffers stay there. So I bet they upped the prices. But it's like one of those big, old, charming hotels. Oh, wait a second. What else is on my agenda? There's the music. Uh, Oh. Oh. Crummy Republicans taking the bait from the fake news. Talking about John Thune when I come back.
2: WABC. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show.
1: I love it. I love it. I feel great. I'm working out every morning, a little bit of exercise. uh, And I'm no gym rat, believe me. I've gone years without working out, but uh, in the past. I've been off basically for about seven months to almost a year. Very little uh, exercise, like most of us, not getting enough exercise. So I'm turning that around, and uh, I've been there, man. You know, um, carrying around too much weight. You go to the gym, and everybody everybody's totally ripped, and just you know they they hog the machines, and you feel intimidated, and then you go out, and you maybe you run, and you don't have the right gear, or everybody else looks like. You know, they're 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 triathletes, and you feel all dumpy and whatever. I've been there. I'm, quite frankly, I'm there right now, even though I have lost a lot of weight. Skinny Center, you guys are awesome. But I need to tighten it up. And this is where the exercise is coming in. But it started very, very, you know, pathetic. I, I, look, it's not pathetic because I'm improving. All right? So uh, it wasn't long ago. I'm going through my little app here. I got a Nike Run Club app. And not very long ago, I was running 11-minute miles. Yep. All right. And this is November. I ran 1.5 miles in 16 minutes. That's an 11-minute, 9-second mile. And then guess what? I took the next three weeks off. (laughs) This is really cool. It it tracks everything you do. And Anyway, I got serious about it uh, basically last week. I ran 1.3 miles. It took me 9 minutes and 21 seconds. Then I went out again. I went 1.5 miles, 9 minutes, 52 seconds. I'm going for 10-minute miles here. Anyway, all that to say, I am this morning up to 2.4 miles, and it took me just under 24 minutes, 9-minute, 51-second miles. I want to get all the way up to maybe 5 miles, and then I'm going to work on making it 8-minute miles. Well, first 9-minute miles and 8-minute You know, it just... It, don't compare yourself to anyone else. Compare yourself to who you were yesterday. And I got to tell you, I'm proud of this thing. I love it. I love it. And these little small victories, they build on each other. Don't worry about Don't worry about nothing. All right. In the meantime, John Thune is a Republican senator from South Dakota. And he is a career politician. He doesn't work, I don't believe, for the people of South Dakota. He is up for re-election this year. If he loses... He's going to move, not back to South Dakota. He's going to stay in the swamp where he can make millions of dollars as a lobbyist. It's not a, He's 61 years old. He didn't become a U.S. senator at 55 or 52 or anything like When was he elected? Uh, well, he was first elected to the Congress in 1996, so he was in his mid-30s. And what else about this guy? After he got out of college, he went right to work for some politician, chief of staff, legislative assistant, He's a swamp guy. And, of course, when somebody like Lauren Boebert speaks from the heart, passionate, this is not a career politician. This is a businesswoman and a mother and a citizen, active, engaged. And you heard what she said. She was frustrated. Can I hear that again, please? Cut 12. I've been in and out of Iraq and Afghanistan
2: over 40 times. These burn pits that incinerate waste, the waste of war, medical and hazards, material, jet fuel, and so much more. And they come home, many of the world's fittest and best-trained warriors in the world, never the same. Headaches, numbness, dizziness, a cancer that would put them in a flag draped coffin. I know. One of, those, one of those soldiers was my son, Major Bo Biden.
1: Good for you, Lord Bobert. But this is what swamp Republicans do. Swamp Republicans uh, now have to punish her because a guy like John Thune wants to go on the news and wants to be friends with Gail King as he was this morning. He was on the what do they call it? They don't have a catchy name over there at the CBS uh, show. What is it? Morning. I think they call it morning. There's today's show. There's good morning, America. There's good day, New York. And then there's Morning. On Channel 2, CBS. Uh, let's see here. Do we have that? Uh, yes, we do. Here, uh, cut, uh, cut 52.
6: I'm to talk about speaking of unity. I have to talk about two of your colleagues in the Senate, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Bobut, who chose what is believed to be a very inopportune time. Stop I think it. there's never a good time to heckle during this. Stop sp-
1: it. Number one, just side note, Gail. They're not in the Senate. They're in the House of Representatives. Okay? All right. Come on, Gail. Gail is actually a very good broadcaster, but she's gone totally crazy, woke liberal. But as far as the mechanics of broadcasting, she's excellent. But again, she's crazy. Uh, Go ahead. There's never a good
6: time to heckle during the State of the Union, but certainly the moment that they chose to do it. I'm curious about your reaction to their behavior last night. Well,
0: I don't think there's any place for that. Uh, You know, it's uh, inappropriate. State of the Union speech, whether you agree with the president or not, it is an opportunity to show the American people the respect that the office uh, deserves. uh, Will Republicans uh,
7: come
6: out publicly and really say, let them know publicly that was not okay to
0: do? Well, I will see uh, how how it unfolds today. You know, typically the, the the House, um, you know, will if there were steps to be taken, they would the House leadership would probably do that. But I think that the, of um, condemnation from people, uh, colleagues and whatnot, and uh, just a recognition that those types of antics in a setting like that mm-hmm. are inappropriate. And I think
1: speak for yourself, swamp guy. Couldn't disagree with you more. Exactly. Why not? And Joe Biden said last night he's on sacred ground. He's on sacred ground. The Capitol is sacred. It's a municipal building. It's a federal building. It's not sacred. He's not a king. You can say stuff to him. You can. And that was powerful. And somebody had to bring up Afghanistan. Joe Biden wouldn't. Joe Biden wouldn't bring up anti-Asian hate, which is he's only interested in when he can frame it on white supremacists, whatever and wherever they are. When he found out, quite frankly, that the problem, that there's an element of uh, the African-American community, a regrettable situation where there has been historic friction between two groups and some, a very small, very small number, have taken their frustration out on Asian people, that's a problem. But he doesn't want to talk about it because it can't hang it on white people. There's one ugly politician, I tell you. The worst. (sighs) He didn't take – what else did I say he should do? He should announce that it was a one-term president. I asked people, what do you think would happen? And people said he would have been elevated. We all know he can't run for re-election. It's not going to happen. Hillary Clinton won't let it happen. I showed a graphic last night. Hillary Clinton is younger than Donald Trump – By about a year and four months and about four years younger than Joe Biden. And uh, she actually seems decades younger than Joe Biden. Mike in Long Island. Yes. Greg? Yeah. How are you? Fine.
8: Uh, I watch your show every night and you started showing some clips about Ashley Babbitt being shot in the uh, house. And I was wondering the latest ones that you show me. The guy that started all the riding outside with a red hat and he's got a yellow bandana on it. That looks like the same guy, but you never mentioned that.
1: I actually don't know what you're talking about.
8: When you show the shooting of Ashley Babbitt yeah, in the White House. Right. And there's a gentleman that you show prior to that making everybody ride outside. And you said that. Well,
1: wait, wait, that I show just prior to that where is it in the same sequence where ashley babbitt is shot or is it another is it other footage
8: it's other footage he's outside he's riding everybody. well
1: i have to tell you something when we play, the, the there's the ashley babbitt clip and that is now iconic and that's evidentiary it's very important now what goes before it i don't know that changes so i don't know what you're talking about really so there's some guy in a yellow hat you say
8: no, no, he's got a mega hat on, yeah. and he's got a yellow scarf in the front of him. So? That looks like the same guy that you've been talking about, about the, they should start investigating, that he started the people riding them up.
1: The you talking about Ray, are you talking excited? about Ray Epps?
8: Yeah. I think that's the guy's name, right.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, we've addressed the Ray Epps thing up and down. Uh, I wish I could see what you're talking about. I can't see and I can't picture what you're talking about. I mean, there's another guy who's standing right next to Ashley Babbitt. Uh, the FBI doesn't seem to want to know who that guy is. Um, <laughs> Everybody's on that help wanted list, uh, except this guy who's right there at the scene of a murder and who's egging on the crowd. But nobody wants to know who he is. There's stuff like that. So it's, uh, anyway, Mike, thanks. I can't really tell what you're uh, I, I don't know. Sorry. Anything else going on?
8: At it, look at it again. Well, I know. I
1: You say it. I don't know what it is. There's hundreds of hours of footage. There's all kinds of stuff. And you told me it's not in the Ashley Babbitt sequence, so I don't know. It's the do me a favor. Here's what you show. should do. Record the show or go back to an episode. Was it on last night? Uh, no, it
8: was about a week ago. All right.
1: Well, find the show. We keep them online at Newsmax.com. Do me a favor. I know this is going to be a lot of work on your part. I apologize, but find the show take a picture of it with your phone and mail it to me, and uh, I'll get the letter, and I will open it, and I'll look into it. If you can do all that, I'd appreciate it, but I understand if you can't. Mike, thank you so much. All the you have address and all that stuff is available online. Uh, Tommy in Brooklyn, yes.
8: Good afternoon, Colonel. Uh, I remember when I was in Iraq, uh, it was expected that you had to shave every day, although sometimes when you're on a long mission, sometimes you have to go two days, something like that. But anything other than that, you know, the first sergeant or the sergeant first class is going to put you in the front of rest, you know, pushing. You better get shaved. And the other thing is that um, I don't have a TV, so I, I don't, I didn't watch the speech. So, uh, But I heard enough on the radio to see that there's something wrong with this guy. I, he's, I don't know. Anyway, uh, as the commander in chief, you know, we're, as soldiers, I'm no longer active. But as soldiers, you're always supposed to respect him, right? You're not supposed to say anything bad about him. But, man, I tell you what, I can say anything I want about him now. He's not right. Um, and I can't wait till the Americans start standing up to him, you know, uh, we got to hold this guy's feet to the fire. What do you think?
1: I mean, every day we got to, we hold his feet to the fire. I mean, you know, you're not, you're not getting at anything else, right?
8: True. And I should have, what I meant that I guess I should have meant is somebody like uh, higher up in the, uh. There's somebody really important to really get this guy and put him and stand him out and confront him.
1: Well, the American people, it's up to the American people every single day. we got great systems uh, to do that, and we have an election that better be fair. We'll be watching. Uh, what's this guy's name? Reese? Reese from Long Island? Reese, is that your name? Reese? Nice to speak with you again. Hi, what's your name? Reese. Reese. Okay. Hey, what's up?
5: Okay, uh, I wanted to talk to you about uh, our Mayor Adams. But briefly, that speech that Biden put together last night sounded about as good as a ransom notice to read. It's just
1: a ransom notice to whom?
5: Like it sounded like a ransom note read just bits and pieces all over the place.
1: Right. Right. What else?
5: And uh, as far as Mayor Adams goes, he's trying to come off like he's a hero and he's liberating New York City from what? Democrat tyranny. But he still has the private sector mandate in place, which literally means that a restaurateur has to fire a person who works there who's not vaccinated. But then that same person could sit down on a table and get served. Yeah, Does that make any sense?
1: No. Hey, by the way, listen to this. We lost the same number of people yesterday to covid than we did in the middle of April of 2020. Same death rate, same number of deaths. You remember what was happening in April of 2020? The whole world was shut down. Everybody had – it was the only thing. It was everywhere. It was – that That was it, the heart of the crisis. Yesterday, we lost the same number of people that we were losing in April – of. take one day in April of 2020. You think there's something political here? What was going on back then? They had to keep it going to get Trump. They really did. The way it was covered, the way it was presented, the science has evolved, but uh, – Wow, isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? Thank you, uh, Reese. One more. Don in Rockland County.
3: i talked to you before. Real quick, uh, the the whole uh, Biden thing with his son, uh Bo. He he's just looking for sympathy. He he plays that sympathy card time and time again for himself, not for his son. He's a disgrace as he's a dirt bag, to be quite frank. And uh, on another note, uh, keep it up about Adams. You had that uh, maniac uh, attack seven uh, Asian women. Uh, I think, believe it was Saturday or Sunday. We got to we got to hold his feet to the fire, and you, while well, you're doing a great job of it. And uh, I, I had that caller before talking about the shaving, uh, the Zelensky thing. He was wearing that same uh, green T-shirt. I thought that was a little suspect.
1: Well, look, I mean, we give Zelensky a lot of credit, all right? It's, it's, actually, let's listen to him for a second. Here he is. He's got the weight of the world on his shoulders, literally. Cut 28. We are fighting.
8: fighting.
1: Just for our.
8: Land. Just for our, land. And for our
3: that you,
8: that
1: I think the uh, interpreter was getting all emotional. Zelensky sounded fine. Look, I was just, you know, it was a little bit of advice. It wasn't, I rem- i made the same mistake when I was embedded. I let my, uh, I didn't shave for like four days. And I saw myself I was like, whoa. You know and then i remembered i remembered what they said so it was just a little piece of advice uh, i'm not i'm not criticizing the guy it's just i think he would benefit i think it would make him look better and feel better you know what i mean
3: absolutely greg i agree with you 100% on that
1: all right hey real quick uh rockland county a lot of cops live up there right
3: yeah there's uh there's a huge uh you know retired uh, well they uh, our active uh, new york city police uh firemen uh, I'm a retired state trooper from Jersey. There's, there's a lot of troopers that live here. Yeah, it's a big uh, Pearl River, and uh, I live in Annuette. A lot of uh, a lot of uh, PD P. and uh, fire department people here.
1: Can I ask you something? When you pull somebody yes, over, say on the Jersey Turnpike, when you pull somebody over, and let's say the license they don't have a license plate. First of all, have you ever been in that situation?
3: Yes, sir. I worked on the pike.
1: So that's pretty. And you got to approach the car. I am guessing that's a very scary thing to do. That's got to be one of the scariest things in law enforcement. Believe it or not, it sounds routine, and the driver often is pretty upset. Am I right?
3: Yeah, you're correct. It's, uh, you know, you, <laughs> you, you never know what you're running into, Greg.
1: Yeah, yeah. Ever get hurt on the job?
3: Uh, no, well, I did in a uh, troop car accident, but no, not uh, anything physical. What's the a, fastest?
1: What's the fastest you ever drove on the turnpike? Uh, about a buck and a quarter. 125 miles per hour. Yeah. Hot pursuit. What was the deal? Who were you going after?
3: <laughs> it was a it was a high speed chase uh, with a, with a fella from. Uh, uh, he was uh, got on a Woodbridge and and ended up uh, in a crash
1: in the Bronx. You ch- they chased him all the way to the Bronx.
3: Uh, Yes, sir. Do you have
1: to get permission to go into the city, or did you just go in, or Uh, what happened?
3: It was a a long time ago when things were different.
1: Yeah. Oh, wow. All right. Exciting stuff. Uh, Thank you, sir, and i got to take a great break. Hey, I give them a hard time all the time. I'm talking about social media influencers, uh, Instagrammers, uh, TikTok people, all that stuff, and I do think it's pretty much awful, Uh, but... They have been doing a great job over there in Ukraine, providing us all kinds of uh, images and footage of of what's happening over there. It's incredible. Uh, I find myself not looking at the mainstream news uh, very often. And when I do, it's not as compelling. It's not as interesting as what I'm seeing on my phone uh, directly kind of from the source. Uh, Who needs who needs who's the foreign guy at CNN? Nick Robertson, when you talk her in the heart of Kiev. I noticed Nick Robertson is not there. He's in Moscow. Uh, a lot of these guys stay clear of the action. You'll notice actually that the people who are in the heart of it, as far as the on-air people, are very young. They're usually people you haven't heard of, with some exceptions. Uh, why is that? Well, um, people who are older have children, have things to lose. I re- Look, when I went to Iraq, uh, I was, you know, <laughs> I was a wild man in many ways. And I was, uh, what, 32 or something like that? And, uh, yeah, send me. I'll go. Sure. What the hell? I remember when I went to Iraq, I actually, <laughs> I, I was I was staying in a hotel in Atlanta because they were going to make me the Atlanta correspondent. And then I Left, they said, "Can you go to Iraq?" And I said, "Yes." I packed up everything I had, and um, when I went to uh, Kuwait to wait for the war, I realized I don't have a home anymore. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I like I had for one year, I had no place to get my mail. I sent it to my parents' house. I anyway, young people can do that. Uh, the older you get, the more stuff you have, the more responsibilities. I I understand. It's one of the reasons why the people who fight wars are generally. Um, well, a lot of reasons why they're they're much younger. Hey, by the way, have you seen the footage of the uh, of some of the Russian soldiers when they're taken prisoner? It's pretty grim. And as much as I love Ukraine and I'm rooting for Ukraine, I don't want anything bad to happen to these POWs. And some of the footage I'm seeing, people are coming awfully close. And I already know that rules are being broken. What am I talking about? Um According to the Geneva Convention, you're not allowed to harass these guys and make fun of them and insult them and hold them up for objects of, you know, ridicule. You can't do that. It's against the Geneva Convention. We wouldn't. And why? Why is that important? Well, when the Ukrainians get caught by the Russians and that has happened and that will happen, you don't want those guys being mistreated by the other side. You're doing it to us. So we do it to you. You understand? I don't like that. It's one of the reasons why, by the way, I did not like the so-called enhanced interrogation of high-value uh, targets, prisoners, whatever, in Guantanamo Bay. Because when they get our guys, they cut off their heads. If they get word that we're – now you could say, well, they were cutting off their they're, – they're savages. They're going to cut off heads anyway. Well, I think we're better than that. I don't want to see – I let me just say this. I know something about waterboarding. The details of it are classified, so I'll leave it at that. I don't think it's something that we should be doing. Uh, this is uh, this is a country and uh, we who – who, who saw Hogan's Heroes? <laughs> the POWs in that movie at least were treated uh, very well. Obviously, it was more complex than that. Please don't mess with the POWs over there in Ukraine. Don't want to push around these Russian guys. They were ordered to go to war. A lot of them are saying we're cannon fodder. We don't want to be here. Ukraine and Russia have an awful lot in common culturally. The languages are very similar. Uh, People have families on both sides of the border. The Russians, Putin is a bad guy. The Russian military, the troops, you know, (laughs) they're human beings. I don't want anything uh, bad to happen to anybody. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Can I take this call from Evangelista? I've never had an Evangelista call me. Is it Linda? All right, you stay right there, Evangelista. The music is up. I'll be right back.
0: The latest breaking news and opinions, entertaining and informative.
1: All right, it's official, right? We don't have to wear masks ever again anywhere. We all saw it last night. A lot of folks, many of them over the age of 70, not wearing masks, all hugging and kissing and... uh, no gloves, uh, no masks, touching, all that stuff. I'm not condemning it. I'm just saying enough is enough. Let's not make the kids do it anymore. Let's not, we don't have to do it anymore. I don't want to do it on the subway. Then again, I'm not riding the subway. At least uh, well, I haven't in about a month, and I, I want to stay off it because it's so crazy down there. We have so many lunatics walking around, combination of horrible liberal policies, uh, delegitimizing cops for such a long time, and uh, pathetic leadership. De Blasio. Uh, now, Adams uh, has no idea what to do, but he 's having a good time. I see all these videos all over the place hey here 's a little item that a psychiatrist once told me. Yes, I was under the care of a psychiatrist uh well that that 's a little too intense. It makes it sound like I was committed uh I was uh, down in the dumps and uh I was paying this guy a couple of hundred dollars <laughs> a session and by the way, those sessions are very quick. forty minutes. Well, we have to stop. Anyway, uh, they they mean well. Um, if you really want to solve your problems, quite frankly, um, as I ultimately learned, you get in the Bible. And, yes, I'm not perfect. I still got all kinds of whatever. But uh, I got to tell you, I feel pretty damn great. Peace, tranquility, they are mine now and a hell of a lot of joy, too. But uh, back to what the psychiatrist said, he said, you got to make your own fun. I can't rem- remember what context that was in, but you got to make your own fun in life. And then uh, somebody sent me this once, if opportunity doesn't knock, build a door. There's something to be said for that. That's Milton Berle. I love these guys. I love these guys. Uh, unfortunately, the way our society is set up right now, they just kind of want us sitting back and watching television and streaming and uh, addictive shows. One other thing, and I hate to dwell on the Joe Biden speech, but he talked and he, beyond the speech. He's talked more about transgender teenagers than he has about Jesus. Now, think about that. I have heard him brag that he is a practicing Catholic and he, how well he knows the pope. As a matter of fact, whenever he talks about his faith, he talks about the Pope and how well he knows him. And he gave me a keepsake, and he knew all about Bo, and he knew all about uh, his, uh, his first wife and the daughter. He just, you know, and, and just he's bragging. There's a lot more to Christianity than knowing the Pope. And there he was before. How many people watched that speech last night? 50 million, 70 million are the ratings? A lot of people. And he talks about transgender teens. And by the way, transgender teens need to hear about Jesus, in my opinion. Everybody can benefit. Everybody. And all that influence, all that power, all that exposure, he never goes there. He never talks about it. Why is that? I wish he did. But I, I guess I'm... It's not for me to question his faith, but I kind of doubt it. I think it became a talking point. It became a credential to brag about. We have a decadent society that's sliding. It's falling away. And it needs help. It's sick. It's sick. I have a picture. It's an iconic picture. And in the heart of Black Lives Matter, the summer of 2020, this was... Embraced and celebrated. Look at this. This is an amazing moment, and it was some guy yelling his head off at a cop. And guess the, the, the way it was portrayed was the guy was right, the cop was wrong. What, what, what is this, and what's up with pornography everywhere? Now, again, I'm not putting myself. I don't. Want, I'm not putting myself on, on some moral plane higher than anybody. I've seen it all. And quite frankly, you don't have to go very far. It's in your damn phone, unfortunately. Used to be a, It used to be a military operation if you were a 14-year-old kid or a 12-year-old kid and you wanted to see a Playboy magazine. You had to go to the Tiamo store. You actually had to have an operation, a strategy, and maybe you'd just... And now anything you ever could see, would want to see, would not want to see is right there. This is uh this is not I this is not good. And I think people need God more than ever before. Yet when you talk about it, you are going to be mocked, you're going to be well, oh, how could you you might offend somebody, you might turn somebody off. You oh how, no, 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 no. Do not say anything unless you are absolutely sure everybody agrees with you. But then you can't say anything, can you? And by the way, if they give you grief about Christ, we should welcome that, right? It's in the book. But the beautiful thing about it all is once you get into that book, and I know, Irene, you keep watching that post box. It's very, very near. Um, it changes so much. It changes everything. And um, it's a beautiful thing. And if you haven't found it yet, I uh, urge you to. And the one I like the most again, the Charles Stanley Life Principles Bible, and why is it good? Because I've been in the hotel room, and you open the drawer, and there it is, the Gideon Bible, and I read it, and I'm like, I don't know what's going on here. I'm sorry, I just I want to, I want to, I needed a coach, I needed, I needed a coach, I needed a map, I needed, and uh, this Doctor Stanley, who's a minister, you know, totally legit Christian, um, in based in Atlanta. He has little footnotes and explainers, and I, I needed that. And then, and then you find you don't need it as much. Then you just—it's wonderful. Okay, okay. Hey, by the way, Greg, how can you say all these things about people and and still be a man of faith? Well, I have thought about that, and here's the deal: I do you treat others the way you would have them treat you. I love the feedback. I love negative feedback. Some of the smartest, best, most interesting people are the ones who hate me, quite frankly. And they are incredible. They're funny. They're insightful. They're interesting. They are laugh out loud funny. Now, maybe that makes me a head case. I don't know. but So I assume that people in the public eye, like Joe Biden and uh, uh, Kamala and people like that, can take it. I also think it's my duty because let's face it cancel culture is a real thing and a lot of people are scared and you know what every now and then it crosses my mind hmm maybe maybe you're pushing it here a little bit maybe do you want more followers on Facebook or less right you no know, ooh the algorithms are hurting me it's interesting the more the more compelling my content became the less my influence My influence went down on Facebook. Now, why is that? Because Zuckerberg is cooking the books and playing with those algorithms, right? Algorithms. Hey, Dr. Oz is a great man, and I would like to see him in the United States Senate. I'm not technically endorsing him, but I think he's great. I've known him for a long time. Um, Now, the MAGA people, some of the hardcore MAGA people, of which I consider myself one, uh, some of them are like, oh, no, 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 Dr. Oz, he's, uh, he's, he's, we can't trust him. He's friends with Oprah. Nah, relax. Relax. What Dr. Oz has is world-class intelligence and talent. And let me tell you something. He's going to bring something of value to the United States Senate, unlike all of those other creeps down there. who They go there seeking opportunity. They go there seeking fame and fortune. Dr. Roz has all that just like Donald Trump he had all that. Here's another reason to like Dr. Roz. the fake news hates him. The mainstream media hate him. By the way, I got to watch myself around here. some people say, oh the mainstream media Greg, we are we the mainstream media? I I know it says WABC but I and even though we're I don't consider mainstream media I consider fake news. Fake news is a real thing. Anyway, here's Dr. Oz filling up his gas tank and making a couple of great points. Cut 49, please. Gas is over $4 a gallon. If we want to make the world safer from tyrants like Putin, we need to provide everyone access to our clean energy resources. Like the natural gas right under my feet. There it is. Here in Pennsylvania. So, Joe Biden, here's how we do this. It's pretty straightforward. More production. More production. More pipelines with less wasteful government regulations and radical left litigation. We're a major source of natural gas in the world. So let's connect our clean, reliable energy to desperate countries around the world. And stop begging dictators for help. We can do better. Sounds great, Dr. Roz. It really does. Hey, did you know this? I heard this from Senator Manchin today. A lot of Americans don't realize that we're buying over 600,000 barrels of day a day of crude oil from Russia. We have to step up to the plate, reverse some of the decisions that have been made with no leasing, not drilling. We need energy independence more than ever now. 600,000 gallons a day. And Joe Biden bragging last night that he's releasing more oil. Isn't it amazing? He's always talking about wind, solar, all that nonsense. And it is nonsense in that it just does not have the, the wherewithal to power this country. Not anytime soon. Hey, whatever happened to nuclear power, by the way? Nuclear is safe. It's been a long time since Three Mile Island and Chernobyl. A lot of improvements have been made. But the stigma surrounding nuclear power, well, it's stuck. I don't think we've developed a new nuclear power plant in North America since like 1981 or something like that. So we need it. Uh, Oh, Now, uh, where where was Joe Biden on, uh, on energy? No, never mind. He's got a cute story about his dad again. Cut 40. I'm sorry. Cut 51.
2: And so many families are living paycheck to paycheck, struggling to keep up with the rising cost of food, gas, housing, and so much more. I understand, like many of you did. My dad had to leave his home in Scranton, Pennsylvania, to find work. So like many of you, I grew up in a family. When the price of food went up, it was felt throughout the family. It had an impact. That's when one of the first things I did as president mm. was fight to pass the
1: American Rescue Plan. Oh, the American Rescue Plan. Because people were Thank hurting. You. Goodbye. My dad. Okay, so 70 years ago, his dad had to go out of. You know where he went, by the way? Nobody ever talks about this. He went to Garden City, Long Island. You know Garden City? It's a very beautiful town, very affluent town. And you know what? joe biden's senior did there he owned an airport yes he owned a nearby airport the guy was kind of like one of these get rich quick guys for a while Uh, trying new schemes but you know uh, and joe trying to connect with people can i hear that first part doesn't this sound like the crap that he was saying in 1973 it's like muscle memory you people around the kitchen table trying to make ends meet right didn't he say something like that one more time
2: And so many families are living paycheck to paycheck, struggling to keep up with the rising cost of food, gas, housing, and so much
1: more. He's always been talking the same game. Always, always, always. And does he understand? No, he doesn't really understand. If he understood, he would not be making the decisions that he's making right now. He's got to go back 70 years to talk about those silly stories from Scranton. Which, by the way, I've been to Scranton. It's not some hellhole. That's the way he portrays it all the time. Maria on Long Island, hello.
7: Greg, how are you? This is Maria from Franklin Square. Ah, yes,
1: the Italian lady. How are you?
7: I'm good. I'm calling because, you know, I call to vent. But, Liz, I didn't see the State of the Union address. But I'm hearing... Uh, all these people saying, the guy is such a liar. He lies so much that I think he forgets what he says. He just I just heard you when he said this statement about the price of food, the price of gas. He caused it all. <laughs> I mean, this great nation, I love my country. I love it like you can't imagine. But this man is ruining this country. What are we going to do about it? we got to do something about it. And another thing, too, I'm, I'm, I feel bad about his son. But you know what? I had two kids, both of them, with cancer. I didn't go around saying, oh, whoa, me. I got through it. I did what I had to do. This guy has no clue. None of the Democrats— have no clue about that working class that gets up every day to go to work, pump the gas, make the lunches for the kids, bring the kids to school. They have no clue.
1: Hey, Maria, thank you. By the way, your children too, cancer. I'm sorry, but did they did they did they make it?
7: My son was 21, was on a scholarship at Old Dominion University because he was a great baseball player he got cancer and nobody looked at him no more they were going to recruit him and nothing happened but here we are wait what happened
1: he did he, he oh he's 50 what
7: he's, he's 52 he had stage four um lymphoma okay. and
1: he made it back i'm so okay 50 okay great he's alive and well what about the other one
7: my daughter the same thing and she's alive and well miracles god is the answer faith you have to have the faith
1: how's your health by the way
7: god bless me i mean i have low vision but i'm a i'm an immigrant from italy i told you i came to this country with a great family we worked hard i'm retired my life is great i just want my america back
1: i love it say something in uh italian then we got to go thank you maria
7: do say bravo and buona fortuna
1: good luck is that what that was yes and uh.
7: you're wonderful i uh. watch you
1: every night on newsmax maria you are
7: wonderful
1: thank you so much and so glad about your kids uh, live and well today uh very interesting thank you maria be right back
2: this is the greg kelly show
1: I'm reminded that not everybody is talking about Ukraine. I got a call. I've got a call from a friend, and we talked for about 20 minutes. Uh, about uh, Ukraine did not come up. I talked to a relative, five minute conversation. Ukraine did not come up. I know it's important, but it is easy to uh, you know go about your life, and that's fine. We're not responsible. We didn't decide this. That's the way things are. Um. Although a lot of us do want this. Uh, We're we're following it very closely and real quick here. Ukraine says they are thankful to worldwide allies for the help. And a lot of countries have stepped up. Let's see. Putin ramps up crackdown on dissent within Russia. I also saw this today. Big lines for automatic teller machines. Uh, And, oh, I showed this picture last night. Putin has got some sort of weird fetish which, believe it or not, I share. (laughs) Um, He likes to have a great big desk, and who's ever visiting him is at the other end, you know, like Napoleon. Now, I would like to have one of these desks. I never have. I've, you know, wondered, boy, this would be really cool to have a desk in an office like this. Um, But I don't have one. He actually has one. Yeah, he may not survive all this. Looks like it's not going to go his way. This is not going to end well for Putin, right? Are we right? Do you agree? I don't see it. I don't see it working out. I also don't see um, mainstream media working out for much longer. They just are bringing so little to the table these days. And if you want to know what's going on in Ukraine, whip out your phone and it's all there. It's it's so amazing what we can see and how quickly we can see it sometimes live facebook live right off of somebody's phone i know i can't stand facebook either uh ernesto in new jersey do you know what i mean hi
5: oh yeah hi yeah good afternoon what i'm seeing i'm originally from argentina from what i'm seeing is the democrats are basically turning to the left that i've seen in argentina the Kirshners and all about lying and corruption—just protest corruption and lying.
1: uh, uh yeah, I'm not going to disagree. I'm just thinking about uh, Argentina. Wow, you're from Argentina, huh?
5: Well, originally, but I mean, I grew up here, so I'm, you know, I guess hyphenated Argentine American. I'm an American. You Whatever know what I mean?
1: happened to that Evita Peron?
5: Ah, uh, well, she died a long time ago. Mm. <laughs>
1: Don't yeah. cry for me, Argentina. Remember that? And Juan, her husband Juan, that was a very weird situation. He was the president of Argentina, but the first lady, Evita, eclipsed him in power and significance and became president, I think, in her own right, correct?
5: Yes, true, true. But she never got to uh, to run for president because he asked her not to and she died of uh Uterine cancer.
1: Yeah, and, and everybody lost their minds. The funeral went on for days. I, uh, I saw that on Broadway many years ago. I, I knew she died a long time ago. Madonna did not a bad job portraying her. Uh, hey, you remember when you guys invaded the Falkland Islands? You remember that?
5: Yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. Uh, I was a kid in grammar school.
1: That was uh, kind of similar to what, uh, well, in a weird way, kind of similar to what Putin's doing to Ukraine, right? Those are little islands off of the yeah. coast of uh, Argentina, <laughs> and British Britain owned them. And th- whoever was running the show down there decided, we want them back, and went in. And it was a disaster for Argentina.
5: Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, it was like, forget about it, you know. A little rink-a-dink army going up against a superpower, basically. Yeah, but
1: nobody thought that the Brits would actually, you know, come all the way down there, go all that way to get those few pebbles back. But they did. And maybe we should have actually kept that on the table. Like, you know, let Putin think that maybe we're going to commit U.S. troops. Instead, we took it off the table. Ernesto, oh, shoot, there's the music. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Give me a moment. Uh, Let me reconvene uh, shortly. (laughs) Listening
2: to the Greg Kelly Show.
1: Oh, one thing we didn't talk about: uh, Kamala Harris was so weird last night, just sitting there with like uh, she was in some sort of trance. And a lot of people pointed out that she was wearing a very uh, ba- weird kind of drab brown suit. Brown. She kind of looked like an M M&M. and M. Somebody put a white M on her shirt. You know, they superimposed it with Photoshop. She looked like an M M&M. and M. Antony Blinken, the weakest loserish of a secretary of state in the history of America, is speaking right now. Listen to this guy. I mean, he's just he's not you can just tell this guy should would have failed the job interview for secretary of state under any reasonably intelligent president. Listen to this. It's live right now.
0: Million dollars that we have provided in recent years. The USAID has deployed a disaster assistance response team, our top international emergency responders to lead the U.S. humanitarian response in coordination with European allies, partners, and international organizations. And USAID director uh, Samantha Power was, as you know, just uh, uh, in Poland along the border with Ukraine a few days ago, uh, along with uh, other senior officials from the State Department. And we're working to support the frontline countries, including Poland, Moldova, Romania, Hungary, and Slovakia, that have welcomed hundreds of thousands of refugees, including many children, elderly people, people with disabilities, all of whom are fleeing Ukraine to escape Russia's violence and facing harrowing journeys to reach safety. We and our allies and partners will work to keep people safe, manage the flow of refugees, keep border crossings open, and provide critical supplies. At the same time, we're holding Russia accountable, including Russia's economy. Back on December 1st, I said that Russia would face massive consequences for attacking Ukraine, including severe and lasting economic costs. The United States and more than 30 allies and partners, representing more than half the world's economy, have made good on that commitment, with powerful sanctions and export controls on Russia, including additional actions just today. We've now sanctioned most of Russia's largest financial institutions and its sovereign wealth fund. The European Union removed key sanctioned Russian banks from the Swift International Payments Network. We've restricted Russia's ability to seek funding beyond its borders. Thirteen of the most critical Russian state-owned enterprises, including Gazprom, are now extremely limited in raising money through the U.S. market. We've imposed sanctions on individuals, including President Putin, other members of Russia's Security Council, and elites and their family members. And we and our allies and partners are launching a task force to identify, track down, and freeze the assets of sanctioned Russian companies and oligarchs. We will freeze and seize their yachts, their private jets, their opulent estates in world capitals. Today, we're also imposing sweeping sanctions on Russia's defense sector. In total, 22 Russian defense-related entities will be designated Including companies that make combat aircraft, infantry fighting vehicles, missiles, unmanned aerial vehicles, electronic warfare systems. The very systems now being used to assault the Ukrainian people, abuse human rights, violate international humanitarian law. All right, law. all
1: right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Gee whiz, yikes. I'm sorry, but Ukraine is toast. No, I don't want, no, I mean, we're not, but but uh, it, it, if all Ukraine had was to rely on that guy. And let's see, the disaster assistance response team will be dispatched soon. Well, that's going to take care of Samantha Power. Did you hear that? That crazy redhead is running around the border. That's not going to do anything. And you know, it sounds great. We are working hard with our allies. We are coordinating with our allies. You know what that means? That means it's totally unorganized and fouled up. You need some ally uh, participation, cooperation, but it seems like that's the focus with these guys, to be able to say, working in partnership with our allies. Okay, we're working. Uh, actually, uh, Biden said this last night. What did he say? We're uh, Countless hours. Uh, countless hours with our allies. All right. Yeah, you're making. Uh... Yeah, cut 10. Listen to this.
2: We prepared extensively and carefully. We spent months building coalitions of other freedom loving nations in Europe and the Americas, to, from America to the Asian and African continents to confront putin No. well that did not work you i spent countless hours unifying your european allies yeah you know what he was
1: doing networking for himself and hunter what are the results of all these conversations these these alliances what are the results an invaded ukraine you know what i'm saying where's that girl uh olina is that your name olina in new jersey hello
9: Good afternoon.
1: How do you do? I love that. Is it Olena? Is that how you say it? A...
9: Olena, but if you want to represent it the Ukrainian way, it'll be Olena.
1: Olena. So you're from Ukraine?
9: Uh, no, I oh. am born and raised American, but my ancestors are Ukrainian. Like
1: your, you know, your mother or your great grandmother.
9: My mother, my father.
1: Do you speak the language? Yes, I do. Wow. Uh, and
9: my children and my grandchildren.
1: You've been there, I take it.
9: Yes, I have. All
1: right. So you're an expert in my book. So what's going on? Tell me. Tell me, any, uh, tell me everything.
9: Well, uh, as far as Ukraine is concerned, first of all, thank you for everyone's prayers and help. Because the Ukrainian people need it. And God help Putin. And let's hope we can send him and his military back home. Sounds,
1: sounds good. Tell me more.
9: Yes. Uh, what I do want to do is thank the world for all their humanitarian gifts, for all their concern, for their attention, for their care. Because not so long ago, we were just a vegetable or a state of the Soviet Union.
1: A vegetable. Don't say that. Um Tell me more. Did you want to say something about? Uh, I got a note here that you wanted to say something about Joe Biden's son.
9: Yes. Yeah. Well, it's actually about the speechwriters and uh, the um, people who prod up our president. Okay. Okay. I feel that they're doing a whole lot of grief therapy with Mr. Biden publicly, but they are ignoring. The grief of hundreds and thousands of Americans who lost their folk in the military, and they are not acknowledged, they're not even recognized. I think there's a little bit too much of this public personal grief therapy. Let's recognize our military, our American grieving people, and let's give them what they deserve. They fought for this
1: country. All right, Elena, he does talk about I'm sorry, he talks about Bo and he talks about uh, that car accident way too much to the point that it's like rote. its muscle memory. It's exploitive. Let's face it. It's exploitive. Elena, as we say goodbye, can you say something in Ukrainian?
9: Slava, Ukraini, i heroiam slava. Glory to Ukraine and glory to its
1: heroes. Oh, very beautiful. Thank you so much. Wow. Olena. My pleasure. Thank you. I wish I could speak another language. I am going to try to speak Spanish. I can kind of understand French, but I can't speak it. Uh, Bill is in New Jersey. Yes, Bill.
4: Thank you. Um, as you well know, today is uh, Lent. I know you're Catholic. I am Catholic. I went and got my ashes. I went to Mass. And it's supposed to be a new beginning. And it is extremely difficult because of how provoking politics is today. And I'm listening to you now. I'm listening to the people calling in. I cannot watch television news anymore. But how do you get away from this stuff? How do you think positively? How do you surrender and say, oh, don't get drawn into all the negative crap but politics will drag anybody down into a state of what the hell is going on you see biden last night you look at harris's face nancy Pelosi's face
1: hey i thought you hear. said you didn't watch the speech
4: uh no i i didn't i just watched highlights on all um, right no, well no. i mean
1: how do you not just don't do it man you got to make your own fun Hey, you want to turn that frown upside down? You know what you can do? Go to YouTube right now and watch a couple of episodes of The Honeymooners. You ever see The Honeymooners? Seriously. There is so Yeah, right. There's so much of our culture. You know, there's so Go 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 to the library and take out Mario Puzo's The Godfather. Take out the book. You've seen the movie, read the book. You won't be able to put it down. You know? And you know about that book I'm always plugging, The Bible? Give that a try as well. Uh, let's see, go call somebody in your family. You haven't called in a long time. Keep your eyes peeled. Look at people. See what you can do to help. You know, we're all waiting on somebody to tap us on the shoulder and talk about our problems. Why don't you do that? Talk about somebody else's problems. I, I say this, you know, I'm, I'm I'm getting excited just saying it out loud. This stuff can really turn anybody around. This politics, look, it's always going to be broken and screwed up. The whole world is broken and screwed up, but that doesn't mean we have to be. Well, we're all a little bit screwed up. But we don't have to be broken. That's the best I can do. I hope I, well, he hung up. Hey, he just can't wait to help people, I think. That's what he's doing. Um, John in Brooklyn, one more. Good
8: morning. Yeah, thank you. Um, I wanted to say I think that a chance, NATO needs a chance at all this because ever since the 1950s. All right,
1: hold on a second, John. Hold on one second. All right, I'm going to put you, I'm going to come back to you, okay? Hold on. Uh, Missy is in Brooklyn. Uh, John, I need you to fix your phone situation, all right? Uh, Missy, hello. Missy?
7: How are, you?
1: how are you? Hi, how are you?
7: I'm good. Just letting you know you're always in my prayers. Because anybody who was fighting the good fight, I keep them in the prayers. But you know what? I watched it last night a little bit, State of the Union. But you know what Biden is? He's the biggest hypocrite. He's talking about pro-choice, okay? How about our police, firemen, military that didn't have a choice when they had to take the vaccine? They lost their jobs.
1: You're damn right. Yeah. You're right about that. And the other thing that gets me, uh, oh, he said, fund the police. Don't defund the police. Fund the police. Well, he did say when he was desperate to get elected, elected in quotes, he agreed with the plan to defund the cops. He said it. He pandered. He pandered to the lowest common element. He did. He said it. I'm going to show it tonight on the Newsmax show. So you're right about that. Yeah, freedom of choice, except when it comes to the vaccine, except when it comes to our mandates. They love power, these people. They don't like people, but they love power. Missy, anything else?
7: Yes, the January 6th. I don't know if you read it. I quoted this morning, like, one of the January 6th uh, guys. The trial started. One. No, no, no. They took their – the guy took oh, his life Last committed, mm-hmm.
1: committed suicide. Yeah, his name was uh, Perner, I think, Matthew Perner. Very sad. 37 years old. Uh, They kept throwing more and more federal charges at him. He didn't hurt anybody. He didn't break anything. And I was very sorry and sad to hear that. I noticed that the fake news have uh, erroneously said that Capitol Hill suicides are directly related to January 6th. They don't know that. They don't know that. Missy, I appreciate it uh, very, very much. And let's just see, 60 million barrels, 60 million barrels Joe Biden is going to release from the Strategic Oil Reserve. How much is that going to? How much is that going to? How many barrels of oil do we use a day? I heard it's about a billion. Can you look that up for me, please? How many do we use a day? And by the way, is Lydia Serrano ever going to drop by? We talked to, we had an appointment, I thought. That's all right, Lydia. Um one more, and then I really got to go. Uh, oh, it's Brooklyn. It's Brooklyn. I know. Oh, Brooklyn. Do me a favor, Brooklyn. I know. I, it just uh, don't give me a hard time. All right, Brooklyn. Uh, you don't know my schedule. All right. Do me a favor. I don't want to talk about that. I mean, I will, but I i finally did it. All right. So is that. Can you. All right, Brooklyn. Hello. Greg. Yes.
7: Hi, Greg. Yes. Greg, I haven't spoken to you in such a long time, but I'm calling to solve your problem, Greg.
1: Uh, I, I don't want to talk about that. Well, what is my problem? That I'm overwhelmed and I'm disorganized and I can't, I'm barely yeah. hanging on in life? Yes. Well, how are you going to fix that?
7: I, I'm i giving you a proposal.
1: You to want to be, be my your... personal assistant?
7: Yes, I do. Hmm. Yes, I do. For free for free i'm retired retired, and i have a lot of time on my head and i will do it for free i you can vet me and i can pass any vet that you can throw to me i am not a wacko all
1: right now here's Um, the deal though here's the first thing we'd have to do though and by the way i'm intrigued but there's no way i would accept your services for free we'd have to figure out a payment schedule and here's why because Unless I'm paying you, on some level, you're going to be like, well, you know, he's not paying me anything. I don't have to work that hard. There is, that's going to happen. I've seen it happen before with volunteers. Anybody who volunteers, they've they got a good heart, but as far as getting the job done, you never know. Brooklyn, I'm I am intrigued. What?
7: I am very serious about it.
1: All right, Brooklyn. Well, look, I, I am.
7: A big marketing muck mark like you don't have a personal assistant.
1: muckety muck well um uh that would be great you know what let's talk do me a favor i'm going to put brooklyn on hold you get all of her information all right and uh would you do that for me brooklyn i will be in touch and then um all right excellent excellent oh boy good all right put her on hold there you go uh lydia did you hear that
6: you have somebody offering to work for you for free? That's amazing. Well,
1: forget about the free. Did you hear? I just lectured her for two minutes about how it's not going to be for free. <laughs> but uh, I think that would be.
6: You do need an assistant for one hundred percent because your wife <sighs> can only do so much taking care of you.
1: I know, and if you you're not- like
6: an, a giant toddler,
1: you notice that she's like kind of now, like she's doing things now. She's coming in and like I don't want her to she's do. She's always
6: doing things for you. She's a saint.
1: Yes, I know, but I know, asked
6: her to talk to my husband because she she was. She's so smart, your wife. She really is. She's like, you know, he's talent, and they think differently. They feel things differently. Wait and a second, know.
1: she said all this to you? Yes,
6: because we. When had, were you guys talking? We talked yesterday. Was it yesterday? I can't the have day before. this. I
1: can't have you guys commiserating, talking about <laughs> me when I'm not around.
6: We were talking in general. <laughs> in and
1: general, and you were. To- well, I don't like this at all. <laughs>
6: at all, this she's is- an amazing woman. Well, yes, and but- she lost all the weight. She just had a baby. I know. How'd you get so lucky?
1: Well, I uh, I did get lucky. I did very lucky and I owe it all to the big man, you know, yes. upstairs. But I uh all right. Well I would like you guys to um you Yeah, know, we're
6: gonna be friends. She wants we're gonna have a double date. Uh, uh, <laughs> look at the
1: look of it. We'll his get face. back to you on that. No, no, no. That would be nice. That would be that would be very nice. No, that'd be nice. I just I just wish she would go through me on these matters. Well you
6: can't handle that kind of stuff. Well, You're that's so- true,
1: but I still want like sign off <laughs> approval. You know, I want <laughs> you, okay, I want okay, I want okay. I want or she comes to me. Would it be a good idea if I asked Lydia out for uh we you hit
6: know, it off. I like her. I
1: know, I know. But she should come to me first and then go to you instead of going to no, you and then no, you tell no. me. No, no, no. Because you know what she's if, the boss. Timing is everything. I mean, let's face it, if she did that a few months ago, we would have had a problem.
6: Why is that?
1: Don't you remember? Oh, we had a tiff? Yeah, but friends always fight. We had a, you oh, call stop. that a tiff.
6: Oh, stop That was it.
1: thermonuclear war.
6: No,
1: it wasn't. That was all right. I got well. One, <laughs> one second. One second. Be right
6: That's
2: back. Vital. You're listening to the Greg Kelly Show.
1: Uh, uh. All right. Wait. One call, and and Lydia will listen to this together because the guy was born in Ukraine. Uh, he's from Brooklyn. His name is David. What? Where are you going? oh yeah okay uh david from brooklyn um how are you what's going on what do you know about ukraine
10: uh i was born in kiev when i was three years old my my family immigrated here to new york uh in 86 when chernobyl happened and right after the soviet union broke up and and back then there was anti-sem anti-semitism racism all of that and it's sad to see such a horrible event as this war going on that brings people together you know now it's kind of like 9-11 that was here you know everybody came together that's what's the, the, the feeling right now in the country of ukraine
1: hey by the way i heard the holocaust museum was destroyed uh, by the russians did they target it on purpose
10: actual museum it was actually a mass grave site where they buried from the concentration camps like a hundred thousand bodies and there was like a little memorial there And they actually targeted that area.
1: Why would they do that? Gosh.
10: I don't know. And people are saying that back then everyone knew what was going on and let it happen. And now just, you know, the past comes back to haunt you. Everyone knows what's going on and still lets it happen. Mm. It's a very crazy feeling.
1: All right. All right. Well, thank you, David, very much. And, hey, uh, have you ever been over there, Lydia? You're from Albania, which is some distance away. How far is it away?
6: Well, I'm my family's uh, ethnic Albanian from Montenegro. So I'm, there, I'm, I'm technically well, – my family's in Montenegro. I've is, never actually been to Albania, but I've been to Montenegro.
1: Is there an issue between Montenegro and Ukraine?
6: No. No, but there are a lot of Russians that have bought up a lot of property in Montenegro.
1: Well, there's a video of Kolins, uh, Zelensky – and he wants into the European Union, and he takes a phone call, and it's the European Union, and they're like, "Congratulations, Ukraine, you're in." And he's like, "Yay!" And then, "Uh oh, sorry, we made a mistake. It's Montenegro." Did you ever see that? No. No. And he does no. this whole. Th- the- it's
6: a beautiful country.
1: How do you keep up with your Albanian? How often do you speak it? Oh, how-
6: I'm fluent. I'm 100% fluent. My parents. My mom doesn't speak English well.
1: Say something now.
6: What do you want me to say? Punin. How, how are you? Punin.
1: Why don't you just talk about uh, your daily routine here at the radio station so I can, you know, we can just get a flavor. You know, I would keep going. I
6: don't want to hear a phrase. I want to hear you keep talking. That's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, I speak uh, speak it fluently and I can read it a little bit.
1: Did you hear about that guy Nino? Was he robbed?
6: Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah the one on the Upper East Side, that, the right? The restaurant, guy. right? Nino's restaurant. That was, and they only got like twelve grand from it because it, it looks like it was an inside job because it was something to do with the Super Bowl party.
1: So Nino, famous Nino, he's Albanian, right? Mm-hmm. Nino can't be everywhere, or can he? Remember that commercial? No, <laughs> uh, it used to be on New York one uh, as probably 20 years ago now. So, hey, wait, you just told me, though, you're running into a lot of people who are liberals or at least they used to be liberals and they're going right wing.
6: Yeah. Yes. One of my friends, she would hated Trump with such a venomous passion. And then I saw today she was talking about get rid of the lockdowns, take the mask off the kids and get the get the streets safe and this and that. So, yeah, I think a lot of people are coming to realize that uh, these restrictions weren't too great.
1: How do you get along with Bob Brown out there?
6: I love Bob Brown. He's a sweetheart. All
1: right. Every now and then he gives me a look. I can't tell if he's uh, – he's, he's. is he on the Trump train or not? Uh, I
6: think he's a moderate.
1: I was, he's uh, a moderate. I'm so not imagining
6: it, no, right? oh, oh, maybe he's hearing you and then he's no, no, giving he you he the look. He
1: can't hear nothing right now. Let's keep it that way. All right. No. Lydia Serrano, I thank you. Okay. I will see you tonight on Newsmax at 7. Thank you. Bye-bye.